What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If this is your first time listening, which I, I think that's a lot of y'all walking around here right now, you, you, you're looking at me. I see you. Uh-huh. You in the burgundy sweater. I see you. Yeah. Just come on over and take a seat. Uh, unless you got other things to do. I understand. This is the biggest convention. But anyway, I'm, I'm rambling off my track. But that's I, what you do, rambling rob, right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did my guest jump in the gun? Golly. Ooh. Hold up, hold up. But if you are a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you personally for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, give them a crisp high-five if you're in the vicinity. I can't reach nobody right now. I can't give them a high I'll give you a high-five. Bam. Hey. We right here. I recommended you to me, so it's a thing like that. I did that at dental one time. Me and my wife went to the same dentist, and she recommended me, and I recommended her, and we both got $50 off. So that's cool. Sharing is caring. But, um, yeah, we got a guest this week. Uh, one special guest here at our first live show ever here at Comic Palooza or anywhere, for that matter. No, I lied. Didn't we do the one at the Houston Podfest? But that wasn't live. It was just like, it was contained. But anyway, former service member, local Houston artist, Jay Pengel. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Hey. Oh, thank y'all, thank y'all. Man, look at that. I, I feel that ambiance, <laughs> man. I got applause and junk and everything, man. It's like I'm playing a soundboard in here. Right. But anyway, hey, now, full transparency. I'm, I'm going to be real with everybody like I do on every episode. I'm real with the guests. I'm real with the people listening and whatnot. So, I've been living here in Houston going on three years. Um, I did not know you lived here in Houston. Right. And to even take that further, like I said, I'm being honest. I'm being <laughs> honest with you. You hit me up on the Instagram. I seen Jay Pengel. And I was like, who the hell is this? So you started chatting with me in um, the DMs or whatever, like we just been hanging out for the past three years or something. Like that. And I was just like, yeah, man, just carrying on with the conversation, being nice, cordial and whatnot. And I had no clue, no idea who you was. But I went to Ward and I was like, hey man, who's this dude? And he said, like, oh man, that dude, be, um, he, he was with Macklin and they're making the beats and everything. And I was like, oh yeah, it's starting to come back to me. Yeah, I hit up Sanchez. I was like, hey, who's this dude? He said, oh man, you remember me using the barracks, man? He used to be making the beats and the music and everything, man. And I was like, oh, it is coming back to me. And you, you didn't make it any easier because you don't post too many pictures of yourself on Instagram. So I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. And then also, when did you come into the Marine Corps? 2000, same time. Dude. Same time, 2000. I hadn't seen you since 2003. That don't make it no better. So that didn't make it no better, you know? <laughs> so it didn't just, make it no better. So it's just like, I'm just like, uh, yeah, we cool. And then, you know, once it all started coming together, I started seeing some pictures and I was like, oh, that's that guy. That's Palmer. That's him. That's Palmer. That's Palmer man. I even got you in the, in the phone as Palmer. I was like, because I had to remember. I was like, yes, it's him. But yeah, man, native Houstonian, correct? Yes, sir. Born now, and now, so I, like I said, I've only been here for three years. I've traveled back and forth from here many times to go to the famed, hold on, I got to take my, my hat off for a second, Astroworld. Yeah, and you know I gotta take it. I will take a knee, but there's too much stuff I gotta move around. Nah, it was just no time for a moment of silence either. Yeah, but um, memories. What 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 is it like growing up here in the great city of Houston, Texas? To be honest with you, man, it's a melting pot, man. Like so many different cultures, so much southern hospitality. You hear about southern hospitality in the South in general, but 
here in Houston, I think it separates itself from the true definition. Like, you got so many people out here that just, it's so many cultural events, man, just, and everybody comes together in this city. And you see, you could know, you could run into somebody and say hello to somebody and you don't know them from, from the next person. Yeah. But it's just the hospitality, like I said. Southern hospitality. And it's, and it's, it starts with that, it starts with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Southern gentleman as well. I'm from, uh, right down the road, Lake Charles, Louisiana and whatnot. So I am familiar with what you're talking about. But what, what I realized uh, moving here to Houston, how much the culture and the music influenced my childhood. There's so much stuff that came from Houston, you know, into Lake Charles, because I mean, we, we behind, M much like people in North Dakota and Wyoming and all those other places. But like, the music hit us late, because like when Screw first dropped, I didn't know what to think of that. I was just like, what is this? What is this? Is my battery dead? I'm tapping my Walkman or whatever and whatnot. And then when I got used to it, you know, it was just like the best thing ever. And to the point to where I couldn't listen to anything unless it was screwed. So what I did, I took my, my Walkman, I opened it up, and I turned down the motor mechanism so it'll play everything that I put in there slow. So that, that's how I did I had free bootleg screw. You had your own, you had your own way, you had your own lane. Now, um, you, we both came into the military, uh, 2000. Right. So, you being a native Houstonian, you doing the music and whatnot, what um, gave you the inkling to want to even join the military whatsoever? Let alone the Marine Corps. Uh, well, I always had that mindset. Um, when I looked at military as an option, you know, no D1 scholarships in sports. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, I played it all. And uh, I also looked at, you know, music was an interest and it was something I was getting started with, but I saw an opportunity to branch out, go see the world, soak up all the cultures of music and put that side by side with what I did as an artist from the beginning. Never really got real serious about it until after Iraq when I started getting an opportunity to record and get the proper equipment and see how it was actually done in the studio. Then I ran with it ever since. So at least 20 years in running. Yeah, wow. so, so <laughs> when did you first Intro get introduced to music or whatnot. Like, when did that start becoming a hobby into a passion or a career field? I, it, it started off as a hobby. Um, you know, growing up with my little brother singing in the house, doing all kinds of, uh, you know, everybody gets the, the comb and you start singing and things like that. And that Jackson 5 come on, and you know, I'm the oldest <laughs> of five siblings, so we was kind of right there along with it. And everybody thought they was Michael at one point, and then, you know, nobody wanted to be Tito. Hell no, nah, nobody wanted to be Tito. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I look at it like that, man. Like, you know, my mom was the singer in the house. My grandmother was the, was the piano player out in East Texas when we were growing up. And she used to have us singing in the church, and singing was my first passion. But I realized I could rap more so just in the school hallways when guys were doing the, you know, you know the, the slow down Houston freestyle, I done came down. Nah. I done came through at the lot, at the comic loser, I'm about to jam screw. Yeah. You know, you get up there and it's a simple little freestyle, you play with it, and it seemed like everybody could do it. But the music that I was influenced on, 
I listened to everything, so I didn't discriminate. But at the same time, the music in the East Coast was more lyrical than the music that was coming out down south at yeah. the time. So I was soaking up that. I was soaking up Outkast. I was soaking up, you know, death row music. I had it all. Yeah, now, in, in the theme of music and whatnot, right. when did you, because like, all right, for me personally, yeah. I thought since I was a young kid in the South, you know, this color, I was uh, only supposed to listen to rap music. Uh, right. You talk about listening to multiple things and crossing over into different genres and whatnot. Uh, what was the first song that made you break through and cross over into listening to other types of music? I'd, I'd have to say, man, um, it's a mixture of things. Honestly, my mom was the one that collected a lot of vinyls, and she still has them to this day. They're probably worth a lot of money. Um, Parliament Funkadelics, man. Ohio Players, man. Like, I'm talking about music from the 70s, Earth, Wind, and Fire. My pops put me on that. So, listening to all that music, it was like, playing this old stuff but you know when you take a road trip yeah and you're hearing the same music back to back to back all of a sudden it starts growing and you find yourself singing the song okay. and then that soul that james brown that that old michael jackson that old just you know everything in general any kind of blues record from bb king all the way down i listened to it all growing up yeah it's just that kind of like the kids now they're influenced by the quote-unquote mumble rap. Man, I just made a platinum hit right now. Y'all witness to this. And then you, and then you add lib that, and it's the same mumbling stuff. It's the same mumble stuff, and then you add lib with that. But you know, no knock on what they're doing, man. I mean, if it worked, if it ain't broke, don't fix it at that point. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of. A lot of the people around me were listening to rap, and all of a sudden it was like me getting into freestyle. It wasn't battles, it was just, you know, spit your little four bars and then pass it to the next one, and it was a full circle. Next thing you know, you got a crowd of people mm. sitting around. Okay. And basically, like, I wasn't hitting it with one rhyme per bar. I was putting three rhymes in one bar, and then my rhymes made a little bit more sense than others. Some guys were rapping about the same thing. I done came through and the candy dropped, just rhyming about rich stuff that we really ain't got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, I'm just, uh, Who's 16 years old with a candy drop with 80 foes on it? You can tell me, you know, in nah, 1997. Nah. <laughs> that's not what it was, so. Now, um, developing your, your craft and your style and whatnot, as far as, um, creating a song or a beat or whatever it is. I mean, what's the process behind that? Like, if you're doing um, music and whatnot, if you're uh, creating a verse, do you uh, pin the pad or you just kind of freestyle it all and kind of run through the recordings and kind of tweak it or whatnot? It's, it's a mixture of all at this point now. Uh, when I first started, man, I couldn't write nothing to save my life. I mean, I surrounded myself with people who were actually recording, and it really got going in the military as far as me yeah. getting things recorded. I ran into uh, another artist of mine that I'm still in, in touch with, uh, Demetrius Dallas Sr., no nickname, and give him a shout out. Um, out of Brunswick, Georgia, staying in Atlanta right now, residing in Atlanta right now. And we got a thing called uh, Flash Mob ENT, shout out to the whole Flash Mob. Um, they basically, 
right there in that same barracks that we all were living in. Yeah. And I just so happened to be one of the new joints coming on to that unit. <laughs> no, no. And I, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it started off where I heard they were rapping. Yeah. They asked me that I want to get on something, and I didn't come to them as a rapper. I came to them as somebody they needed on a verse to sing because they didn't have nobody really to sing. There was a... There was a Cause everybody want to rap, everybody want to get on. Foreman, if I'm not mistaken, that was a part of our unit that was singing, but he didn't want to sing on the song that they had. Yeah. So they pulled me in, they took me to the studio that day, and I already had a mindset on how I wanted to do it without even writing it, and came in, knocked it out now, real quick. Now you're a multi-talented gentleman or whatever. You, you rap, you sing, you, uh, you produce your own beats and everything yeah. and whatnot. Out of the three, which one you feel more passionate about or which one do you usually jump toward first? It's, it's the R&B, honestly. That's, what it's, that's where they call it soul music for a reason. You know what I mean? Because it starts here. I don't look at rap music as a, a passion, something I want to be doing when I'm 60 years old. Jay-Z, shout out Jay-Z. Shout out to Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z's Jay -Z's probably one of the only ones that can probably pull that off. You see what I'm Shit. saying? Uh, Eminem? Yeah, Eminem. But will he survive that long? How old is Eminem? <laughs> I don't know, Eminem like 40-something, almost 50. You talking about elite top five rappers in the world. Yeah. The rest of them that are in that pack, pack what, 20, 30? They ain't really doing much no more. Even Andre don't even rap no more hardly. You know, and that's one of my favorite rappers of all time. I just look at it like the the music, writing the songs, getting in there and doing every single song. I mean, every most hit songs that are rap songs, they aren't a hit without that R&B piece in there. Yeah. If you look at it like, I mean, Outkast, that album in general. Yeah. That's a big mixture. Big mixture of R&B, funk, soul, the whole nine. And they had to pull in different genres to pull in different crowds. Yeah. And that's the reason why they're, they're, they've made masterpieces, man. Yeah. Like, now, now, what you, you was uh, telling me the story in the car or whatever. I think we was in a, you was still in the military. Right. And you had an opportunity to, uh, to go perform for a contest or something like that. Tell, tell me a little bit man, about that. Man, that's crazy, man, because we was late night just, uh, you know, once we came back from Iraq, it's like all of a sudden I started running into people who had studio equipment in the barracks that I was recording throughout Camp Lejeune at yeah. the time. And we stepped out that night with the intention to go watch somebody do an audition for a major show that uh, they weren't making the announcement who was going to do the show. But what it turned out to be was... Uh, they, said, they asked me, did I have some music or anything? And I was like, nah, I didn't, I didn't have no songs ready to go. No, like, singles with original beats. So I pretty much took, like, I took, like, a regular track that I had because it was easy to acquire instrumentals from other people's hit songs. Yeah. And I basically took two tracks. They said, you got to perform two songs. And I wasn't even supposed to have been there, but one of my uh, roommates dropped, drove me out there to Greenville, North Carolina. We stepped in and did the show. And it was just like, out of the 15, 10 to 15 people that auditioned, I wasn't even supposed to have been there and I ended up winning the audition. And I had a 
choice, basically. And they were like, um, this was Club Dynasty in Greenville back in 2006, 2000, no, 2004. And he said, you got a choice. Who do you want to audition for? I mean, who do you want to open up for? Because I had already won the audition. And I smashed it. I showed some R&B. I showed some different rap styles. Yeah. And just, they, were, they were memorized by it. But what ended up happening, they said, you can open up for Sleepy Brown or you can open up for David Banner. Mm -hmm. And at that time, David Banner was the biggest thing yeah, yeah. out right there at that time. Sleepy Brown had a hit. Yeah. You know, that, I can't wait, can't wait. That, yeah. That jump, man. And that, right there, you know, I wasn't putting two and two together. I honestly wish if I could go back and do that again, no respect to David Banner because that was a that was a blessing to even get a chance to share the same stage. But yeah, the opportunity and the style set of the music that I make now and that I was trying to make then leans more towards Sleepy Brown, Organized Noise, Outkast, Goody Mob, the whole Dungeon family. Yeah, because they're a complete mixture of just not just rap but. So R&B, you hear it. It's all there. CeeLo. <laughs> yeah. Who's just dynamic with what he does, you know? Now, um, to jump off the music real quick or whatnot, I, um, we both joined the military, came in by 2000 and whatever. I mean, what what was um, your experience? Because, like, I did 16, you didn't last that long or whatever. So, no. like, how long you stay in? So it was eight years. I look at it like this, man. Like... I think the more I started getting pulled towards the music, yeah. and the more that I started just experiencing life, you know, ended up getting married, been married for 12 years. I look at that whole situation and it kind of just pulled me away because I had two daughters to raise and I couldn't see myself going on, going another, on another tour yeah. and another tour and another tour because I knew if I would have stayed in, how many tours you do in your 16 years? <laughs> Four. Exactly. <laughs> and, God knows I probably would have ended up doing the same or maybe even more. You never really know. Yeah. So I, at that point, I was pretty much done. And there was a lot of things I saw over there that humbled me. But at the same time, there was a lot of things that made me get in that mindset where I don't want to be out there no more because it's I got something else that I got a passion for. Yeah. And I see an opportunity and that door was open. So as soon as that door was open, I closed the door on that and just moved on. Yeah. I still keep in touch with all my military family. And you know how we all are. Yeah. And it looks like everybody's doing good for themselves, you know, as far as where we were from those Tank Battalion days, because those were yeah. some of the best. Yeah, big shout out to 2nd Tank Battalion in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Indeed. Some of y'all was in here, they ain't in, no more, there's only two people, so hey, hey, two people. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, but that's outside. Y'all on the outside, y'all here, but not here, here, like virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put, put, yeah, is anybody putting any happy faces or stars in this book? Well, hey, how does that work? I don't even well, know how that that's works. That's my daughter right there on there. Oh, uh, that's, your, that's your baby? Yeah, with the, with the deuces hey, on there. Hey, baby deuces. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, She's out of school today. Oh, well. yeah, this, this crazy weather, right? Yeah, man. But, man, um, what do you look forward to um, 
you know, for the future of your craft, your music and whatnot. Because what I wanted to ask you, like you said, you've uh, been doing music for 20 years or whatever, and um, you you just like me. We came up around the same time, so we got to see the world change. You right. know, going from a freaking uh, eight tracks to records to freaking CDs right. to now it's all digital and cassette it's, tapes and VHS and all this other crazy junk. So it, it's so easy to market and promote, man. And, and really, honestly, all I want to get from it. Oh, is, okay, <laughs> all, all I want to get from it, man, is like. It's not so much what I get from it. I want somebody else to get something from it, yeah. from what I do. Um, if I can influence somebody, or if I can be a positive motivation in somebody's life with the music that I put out, yeah. or send a positive message, even with a song that can help somebody when they're having a bad day, I don't yeah. really have to bring too much aggression to my music. But the soul is always gonna be there. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanna make sure that Every person that I reach out and touch in a positive way, they just give me good feedback. That's all yeah. I ask, you know, and that I continue to impress myself and just build off of it and keep evolving with it. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could care less about the money or having a big major record deal. I've turned a lot of those down over the past 15 years and I don't want to put a lot of these labels on blast, but when something don't look right, and something don't feel right, I've always gone for my good, and I've never really tried to chase the money and get myself stuck in a situation where I'm in a contract for life and I can't do the music that I want to do. Yeah. And I mean, you hear about that famously or whatever. I mean, uh, most admittedly, we don't know how true it is, uh, R. Kelly. Uh, yeah, you know, oh, got man. cops walking around here. I ain't want to say it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, he's on record to where like, um, you know, he he said he ain't he don't own his own music, and then you know I, I hate to see somebody you know with the creative talent to make all this uh, wonderful music and whatnot to have that ripped away from you. I mean, that's got to be crushing, you know. Yeah. So I don't and know. It's it's one thing to. Get in the get in the game and and that's what they call it. They call it the game mm -hmm. for the most part because it, you can get played. Yeah. Quick. You can get played real quick. Just as quick as you can get in and be successful. Not everything is owned by you, not you know, your rights to whatever. I mean you look at people that sample beats and you know I'm really influenced by Kanye West off of the music that he makes. Mm. Not, not, not his personal, per yeah, not, yeah, there not you go. Personal, <laughs> not his personal endeavors, but for the most part, you know, his music was very influential from that time we were in the military together from 2003 through maybe 2009 before, you know, he lost his damn mind. But <laughs> I just, I look at it like this, man, like, you, if you can't get 100% into what you do, and if a, lot of, if a lot of times they don't give you the rights to things, then it's not really for you. Um, if you. If you can't fully benefit from it, or at least 80% benefit from it, and you're sitting there having to you know, put your hard work and time into it, I mean, you definitely can't do it without a team. Yeah. But a lot of times I look at it like this. A lot of people are going different directions with their music. And if you're not doing what you want to do and you don't feel comfortable with it, you know, a lot of these guys sell their soul for music and they end up doing something they don't want to do. I, 
couldn't put myself in that situation, and I, I think that's why I'm, why I'm at where I'm at now. But I'm satisfied with where I'm at because I'm, I'm satisfied with the music that I've produced and put out. And I've also kept a lot of things under wrap, and I've never, I've never put out anything if I didn't want it to fall into the wrong hands. Because people steal things nowadays, and it's just, it's really real, it's real cutthroat. It's real cutthroat. Yeah. Now, um, outside of music, whatever, what are some of your other interests and whatnot? What, what else, you know, let's say the music thing take off. Right. And it afforded you the opportunity to branch off into other things. So what, what would be something you'd be interested in uh, doing? Man, honestly, man, like, you see, we're, we're right here at Comic Palooza, bro. And I, I, I look at... I'm very articulate, you know what I'm saying? I like to paint, I like to draw, do my sketches and whatnot. I'd like to create a comic book, bro. And that's something Word. that I look into, like, this This kind of gives me a lot of motivation and, and just, it, it inspires me. Yeah. And doing something like this, man, I might even shoot a music video where people dressed up, do something crazy like that one day. Because <laughs> yeah. this is like really, really inspiring. You got people from all walks of life who are, comics is, is life for them. I mean, yeah. they coming through here on skates and everything else, and it's crazy, but this is stuff that I enjoy. You know, it lets people be a kid again at the same yeah. time. That and, uh, you know, me being an athlete, messing with youth sports, because doing things like this and doing things like youth sports, coaching, which I still do from time to time, it keeps the future generation basically yeah. headed in the right direction and away from what's out there in the streets. And I, 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 look, I look at that as a positive thing and it's, it's the best avenue as opposed to and, you know, anything else. And I really feel that because like uh, toward the end of my career, like I was telling you in the car, man, I joined, uh, I mean, not joined, I was voluntold to go back to Fort Leonard Missouri. Um, that's where they train um, the motor transportation uh, Marines and whatnot, the people that drive the trucks and right. all the refuelers and all the other things like that. That's right. So I, I wanted to go back there and uh, give back to my community. And uh, with that, it's just like, I know when I came through, you know, I had good leadership and I had bad leadership. But I kind of feel in hindsight that I never really had anybody to pull me to the side and be like, hey man, uh, you need to do this or look into this or try this out. Right. Or, hey man, I think this career path would be good for you if you tried to go do to this PME school and whatnot. Right. I never really had that until like toward the end of my career. Right. But like coming up, uh, you know, I was really missing that. And I feel like me going back to the school and catching them right there in the beginning before their career even start to give them that knowledge or, you know, try to point them or steer them away from things like the Lemon Lots in uh, Camp Lejeune. Um, you know, that was my purpose. And, you know, I, I think out of 16 years, I've been to, what, one, two, three, four, or five duty, different duty stations. You know, as much as I hated the area, but I, I think... And I, 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 I hate to admit it, live here in front of all these people and, you know, on the internet and whatnot, Fort Lindenwood, Missouri wasn't that bad. <laughs> Even though it's in the armpit of uh, Missouri, you know. Right. The only big thing they had there was Walmart, and that kind of spawned the Walmart law for me, which <laughs> I, I have built my empire upon. <laughs> so, I mean, yes. it was all meant to be. I, I needed to suffer in Fort Lindenwood, yeah. Missouri, to rise up like the Phoenix and be to where I is right now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> So you gotta start somewhere, like like I was saying, when the door opens, man, you don't want to walk past it and be like, "What if?" I mean, yeah. that's, that's the worst thing you could do. I mean, especially if you got a lot going for you and you got a lot of people that are that are backing you, whether it be financially or whether it be 
you know, just in spirit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 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 a blessing just to have people that are around you to encourage you to keep going. Cause that, I mean, if you don't have those people, then you're obviously doing something wrong. If somebody's not encouraging you, there's yeah. always gonna be the haters as well. So, yeah. you know. Nine times out of ten, if somebody's verbally hating on you, which a lot of people don't have the guts to do, yes. but normally if they do, it's because they envy something about you. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I can't stress it enough, man. If, you, if somebody's hating on you, but you got the same amount of haters as you got people that love what you do, you really, you really doing something right. Yeah, and you head in the right direction. Kind of, kind of in the same vein. Um, I had an interview with the CEO of the Lemur app. He's um. You got a nice platform over there. You let me frequent there from time to time and uh, spew my, 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 my uh, the verbal vomit that comes out of my mouth sometimes. But um, me and him had the conversation to where like um, his platform is uh, strictly audio. I mean, you can um, type text in there, messages or whatnot. But he said there's something more meaningful about somebody actually using their words, their voice to you know convey things to you. Because like you can look at a text and the, the example that I gave him was um, me and my wife got in fights many a time over misunderstanding of text. Right. Where if I would have called her, we might have never gotten into that argument because, like, different people perceive words differently or whatnot because, like, you find yourself, every time you type something, you got to put LOL at the end so you make sure you're not, you know, meeting it with slander or hate or whatnot. And then, like, even um, the Internet, like Twitter and whatnot, there's people that talk all kind of cash money crap about you and everything you stand for or whatever through text. But now none of them will say that to you over the phone or to your face in person with the words out of their mouth. So I mean, internet yeah, you know? But we getting close to the end, man. I mean, overall, this is your first experience here at a Comic Palooza and whatnot. So uh, what, are you, what are you feeling about it so far? Would you entertain coming back here next year and maybe even having your own event or something going on? Or I think I think it's something that that I would love to do, man. Um, and I would encourage more people around me who don't normally go to this this type of function to you know check it out and don't think it's too good to come out here because I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, I ain't going out there, but you know, yeah, and, you know, and. You, you don't know until you can't knock it till you try it, man. Yeah. You really can't knock it till you try it. And I, and I told him, I said, this is a different, this is a different atmosphere. But I'm up for any atmosphere. I, I performed in Austin in front of thousands. I performed here in Houston. I performed North Carolina, Florida, and it's it's a different it's a different type of crowd everywhere you go. But at the end of the day, if they support you. You gotta show love. You gotta give love and show love in return. Yeah. So, over and above all, if it's something you have a passion for, something you like, something you're interested in, then go see. You know what all what all the fuss is about. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's why, that's why I came out. Yeah, and this, this so, is my. So, so you reached out to me and you was like, kind of blues. I mean, they're more for y'all. They have one of them. That's why they really had me. Man, I'm down. Yeah. Down. As soon as you hit me up on that text, I said, man, I'm down. Hey. I, re I replied back quick. <laughs> I didn't even check my agenda to see what I had going on, no, man. Like, I'm, I'm here. Just, I'm, there. I'm there. Yeah, I remember that. It's just like, sin. Yes. 
Did you even type that? Did you have predictive text? If you it, like ESPN or something, right? You just like knew it was gonna be yes. It just automatically it went to the phone. Talk text, man. I just like yes. You know, oh, oh yes. I'm but, in there. I'm down. But yeah, I mean, this is my first experience at any. Well, I ain't gonna say any type of convention, but this specific type of convention because I've been to uh, WrestleCon when it was in New Orleans for that WrestleMania or whatever. But this is like my first bona fide comic book or pop culture convention right. here in uh, the Southern area or anywhere in the world for that matter. But um, yeah, I'm digging that, man. I'm all the costumes, all the people walking around. And uh, yeah, what's up? Hey, you looking my way. I don't know if you looking at me, but you know, Southern thing. If you look, you're going to say hi. That's how, I, that's how it works. That's how it is. But um, before we go, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, where they can... Uh, you know, look you up for bookings or if you got any events going on, what let, let the people know what's happening. Okay, so the deal is J Pengel. That's J P E N J A I L. FYI, that stands for Josh plays everything necessary, jamming everything I like. Yeah. That, that explains me in a nutshell right there. Now, you can find me on IG. Everything is backslash J Pengel. You can find me on YouTube, got music videos on YouTube. You can find me on uh, on the Comic Palooza Showroom yeah, Floor. Yeah, right now, <laughs> live and direct. But pretty much, uh, all the music is on SoundCloud as well. Um, Slab Soul Volume One is out right now. That's one of the mixtapes. And then you got some future projects that will be headed towards all the major, all the major uh, outlets uh, from Spotify to Apple Music. It's all coming soon. Um, there will be connections between me and Rob yeah. as far as how we promote this, how everything gets put out. I'm down. And everybody's going to know about it uh, well in advance. So, so I mean, I'm, that's where you find me. You gonna, gonna get me on the interlude, right? I'm mean, gonna have to kick the freestyle on there, right? Man, we're gonna do whatever. We, we do want to do whatever you want to do to get on there, man. Yeah, Because you know what I'm saying? It, it's we all family, man. So that's the main thing. So, so this, 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 this one I'm gonna pitch to you, whatever. We, we do a. Um, mixtape or whatnot right. and the premise the in-between time while you're doing the music or whatnot i'm doing like a whole podcast throughout the mixtape and whatnot let's do Boom. it let's do it See, let's that, do it that's how i contribute that's how i put my two cents that, in there that, that right there man works like you know you used to have a lot of good projects with the skits and everything and that's gonna be really really uh it's gonna keep the people tuned in because right. especially if you got something good going in something comical you know right. what i mean now I, I i i heard you a little bit earlier or whatnot and i hate to put you on the the spot in front of all these people or whatever but man you got a little bit of that soul in you right now can, man, I, I, can I hear a little something hit that again man hey just another day in the city of Houston Cadillac DeVille, yes sir, I be cruising Women be everywhere and I find it amusing That we up here hanging at the Comic Palooza <laughs> Ah, word And that's, uh, that's a little uh, something off of that uh, Cadillac DeVille It's one of my singles and I'm gonna have a bunch, bunch more in store, man So I hope y'all uh, stay tuned And uh, definitely Rob Cole signing for me so you know it's legit <laughs> Exactly. Shout out to the Flash Mob. Shout out to everybody in Houston, Georgia. Yeah. All in between. Shout out to the audience right here. Shout out to Comic Shout Palooza. out to the, the, the cosplayers walking by and whatnot. Shout out to the lady pushing the baby stroller right there. And yeah. everybody was on on the uh, on the IG Live, you know. What yeah. Mean? All two Cold, of you. Code Cold Forty Five. <laughs> Showing love on here. Yeah. Big but uh, yeah, that's about it. So on behalf of myself. The man, J. Pingel, 
um, that's it. Uh, I guess I do my normal outro since uh, you know I'm not at home in the studio proper like. You can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling, any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. This show that you're listening to right now, the Random Rambles of Rob, you can follow on Twitter at three R Show. That's three R and show with a W because you know Ebonics, Southern talk, you know, you know what I'm saying? You got to put the W on there. It's the whole word. And you can find many different ways to support the show on randomrobcast.com. Um, you on the IG land, I got to stand up a little bit. You can get the tight merch and whatnot on randomrobcast.com. That's the way you can support the show. You can uh, be a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, what else y'all got? Uh, you can use my Amazon links. I know everybody in here like Amazon. You probably co- cosplayers probably got a whole bunch of your um, pieces of your costumes from Amazon. Use my links. Randomrobcast.com. Get you some uh, cool stuff. You can get you an Amazon Prime membership for 30 days if you use my codes. And that way you can get more Comic Palooza merch. You can get you some more costumes and all this other stuff going on. And lastly, you can follow me on Instagram. Just search the Random Rambles with Rob. It's long. It's convoluted. Because some sorry, some got... 3R show as they freaking thing. They only got two pictures. They ain't posting nothing. They ain't liking no pictures. I tried to report on the IG. If enough of y'all in here could do that for me so I can get the 3R show moniker on Instagram, I very much appreciate it. But with that being said, oh, one last thing. Since we got a whole bunch of podcasts here in uh, Comic Palooza and um, for this uh, podcasting program and whatnot, I, I feel that it's imperative that I need to say this. Um, you're doing good work, every last one of y'all. I mean, if this is what you perceive to be your passion, keep doing it. Keep, you know, hustling and grinding. And you never know where it take you. It may even splinter off into something else, I mean, but this is what you're doing right now and put all you got into it. I was talking about monetary gain earlier with the Patreon and the freaking uh, the merch store and the Amazon links or whatever. So screw all that. The most important thing that you can do for every other podcast, this podcast, is write reviews, like, share, subscribe. Make somebody listen. Especially in Montana, because I ain't got no analytics there. Um, <laughs> Alaska, I ain't got nothing there. They still got a they still got a blockbuster in Alaska, so I don't understand why I can't get one podcast downloaded in Alaska. So I don't understand this. It's baffling to me. But um, yeah, those reviews, five stars preferably. But if you got anything below five stars, leave some constructive criticism so we can make these shows better, or even give me the opportunity to ignore you altogether. So um, yeah, reviews, reviews, like. Share, shares, retweets, all that. Appreciate it. More than the money. But if you want to get money, I'll take that too. PayPal, Cash App, I got all that. 3R Show. <laughs> Alright, but that's it. We're gone. Comic Palooza. We out. Mic drop. I ain't gonna drop it because it's not mine. <laughs> Houston Hook King, gone. <laughs>